Build It Coach Quick Tips, Episode 32. Ambiguous Andy Change Orders. Let's go. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Builder Coach. I help you, the homeowner, the property owner, manage the chaos of a renovation or remodeling project so that you don't lose money, experience a mental breakdown, or become victim to a failed project. The Builder Coach is specifically designed to empower the non-construction professional. I'm your host, Dale R. Scriven, project management and design build professional. Again, a reminder, a level set, This podcast is about the guts, the nitty gritty, the behind the scenes of your project. It is not necessarily about pretty pictures. We recognize that we need to know RPs, a process that helps us avoid problems so that we can avoid being pissed and most importantly, avoid getting ripped off and becoming pocket poor. Again, great resource online if you're looking to hire a great contractor just not a good contractor but a great contractor visit builditcoach.com forward slash hire a fantastic blueprint on how to hire a great contractor again welcome to this quick tip series we're going to end the series soon and get to some other rudimentary um you know homeowner um project management um um issues or things that we should be considering when, um, you know, managing our renovation or remodeling projects, whether we're just a homeowner who wants to see an improvement to our home project, or if you're a property flipper, right? You flip properties or you're in a, in a real estate business. All the principles apply. Of course, sometimes when you're flipping homes, the stakes are much larger um, because you're trying to, you know, meet some type of payback period, get renters or sell the home what have you. All right. Today we will focus on ambiguous Andy. All right. That's how we're going to personify this issue. Ambiguous Andy. Again, today, a level set. I want to set the stage, the foundation. All right. Why these um, characters that we're introducing to you, why they're so important and, and I'm really trying to create create these characters in your mind so that you remember them, all right? Because I, I can inundate you with a bunch of facts, all right? But facts don't necessarily sink in. The human mind, the human brain, we are engineered, right, to comprehend stories, all right? So that's what I want. I'm trying to create these stories so you can actually see these circumstances if they come up in your project or if you encounter these individuals, you could say, oh, yeah, I recognize that. that's ambiguous Andy or that's disaster Dave or proposal Pete. We talked about some of these characters in our previous episodes or that's Slobo Stanley. All right. All right. That's why we're we're adding a personification to some of these issues that you may or most time will encounter on a renovation or, or remodeling project. Now, again, level set. Contractors are running a business. There's two ways that contractors can make profits. And we kind of dove into into this a little bit on previous podcasts. But again, they can get more projects, which is not easy to do, right? Because you need to have the human resources to do more projects and the marketing resources 
to obtain more pro- um, more projects, more renovation, remodeling projects, but an easier way to make or increase your profits is to extract extrapolate more profits out of your existing customers, right? To squeeze more blood out of your existing customers, all right? That's what we're going to talk about today, Ambiguous Andy. Now, the danger of Ambiguous Andy is well within his name, Ambiguity, all right? Ambiguous Andy loves to do business without being specific, likes to deal in the realm of non-specificity, right? Not wanting to be specific. Ambiguous Andy loves generalizations. He gets a high off of generalizations, off of off of being approximate, not being exact, right? He loves the gray area. He finds money in the gray areas, all right? See, ambiguous Andy sees these gray areas not being specific as opportunities to increase his profits at a later date, preying on non-unknowingly homeowners, right? And creating these gray areas and then profiting off of them later. I'll give you examples, all right? But today we're going to focus on Ambiguous Andy as it pertains to materials because that's the real big area that Ambiguous Andy finds additional profits, right? Ambiguous Andy makes money on skimping on the quality of materials and then Ambiguous Andy upsells upsells you to actually buy the higher quality material via a change order, all right? All right. And we've talked about this before. Ambiguous Andy loves to do business without a written contract. Right. You may wonder, isn't the contractor at risk for not doing work with a written contract? The answer is yes. But more than likely, the contractor has asked for a hefty down payment up front. And now the contractor is in a no lose situation. And ambiguous Andy understands this, right? Once you've given, you know, 20%, 30% down payment and there's no contract agreement, ambiguous Andy is in the driver's seat working in tandem with change order Charlie. We talked about change order Charlie. So here's an example, a simple example, right? I'm going to keep it simple so you can just kind of absorb how ambiguous Andy does this. You want ceramic tile in your kitchen, Ambiguous Andy says, yes, I will furnish and install ceramic tile in your kitchen. The tile shows up and it's the cheapest quality tile or ceramic tile you've ever seen. It's thin, no shine. It looks brittle. It looks like it was made in the worst factory in China. Some offbeat brain. You don't know where the hell it was made. The tile looks like crap. You can tell that the tile would not last long in your kitchen. All right. You can just look at it. But ambiguous Annie said, I'm going to supply tile. Next example, carpet. Same thing. Ambiguous Annie says, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll bring some carpet, install some carpet. The carpet arrives and it's the cheapest carpet ever manufactured. 
When you look at the carpet, it starts to disintegrate. You haven't even walked on it. You walk on it and you're like, wow, this is some cheap carpet. The padding is cheap, right? Gray areas, nothing specific. Another example, drywall. Yeah, I'll build these walls out. You put up some drywall. The drywall comes out. You're expecting, you know, half-inch drywall, something substantial, something that adds some acoustic value to your walls. Ambiguous Andy shows up with quarter-inch drywall. Quarter-inch, real thin stuff. You lean on the wall, it almost feels like it's going to break. All right? Fall into the other room. All right? You're heated. You have a discussion with Ambiguous Annie, Andy, I should say, and Ambiguous Andy hasn't really lied to you. Ambiguous Andy says, I told you I was going to install ceramic tile. I told you I was going to install carpet. I told you I was going to install drywall. All right? And I could go on and on. All right? On and on. Mater- all these type of materials apply. For instance, the toilet. I'm going to install a toilet. Look, there are $100 toilets and $3,000 toilets. Studs. Let's say you're doing something on your exterior wall and you wanted the wall a little thicker so you can add an adi- some additional insulation to make your house warmer. Well, Ambiguous Andy planned to install four-inch studs as opposed to six-inch studs. Do you want your studs pressure treated let's say you're doing some work in the basement and the wood that actually touches the concrete slab needs to be pressure treated but ambiguous andy didn't plan to use pressure treated lumber wood flooring is it engineered is it a veneer is it finished unfinished right those are those gray areas lighting you want ambiguous andy to install lighting is an led fluorescent paint that's a big one We all pretty much know that all paint isn't a good quality. I found this out one time when I had a contractor in Baltimore that I hired way back again, cash strap, looking to get the job done fast. My goodness, the paint was so cheap. We had to put on five coats of paint to get on a decent coat of paint. High quality paint, two coats do you find? We had literally, we had to put on five coats of paint to get good coverage on the wall. Cheap paint, all right? And I want to make this note, all right? And this is part and parcel what happens sometimes. When we don't take the process of engaging a design professional that we can create a package to inform our contractor on what to do, don't let your contractor design or specify what's needed for the job. Your quality can go up or down. Now, there are there are design-build contracts. That's a different relationship, all right? But the typical design-bid-build process, you should have a designer, a design professional, creating the, the, the design, the layout, as well as specifying the materials for you, okay? And if there are some substitutes, allow your design professional to look at what's being substituted, okay? I'm going to tell, a, 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 you know, paint, talking about paint. Funny story. It's really not that funny. Um, it's really not, but um, we had a we had a laugh at it. You know, I had a friend, Joe Perry. I used to work with him. Um, he's passed away, uh, passed away, um, you know, several years ago. But um, he told me about a contractor that painted the outside of his mother's house. And it was a traveling contractor. The contractor traveled in and out of town. Um, and the contractor informed Joe that he was going to be in town for a month or so. 
and the contractor offered to to um, paint the exterior of his mother's home. Um, the contractor showed Joe some pictures, references. All the references look good. Houses look great. Um, the contractor guaranteed um, low prices and guaranteed the reason why his you know prices were so low because of his overhead costs. Didn't have a shop, had very few employees. They all traveled with them. They all lived in the truck. This is what they did for a living. They were kind of like a, a nomadic contractor. Joe said, okay, um, it's simple. You, you can paint the house. I'll pay you to paint the house. Just match the existing colors. All right, match the existing colors. I don't want to do any color change up, um, do some prep, blah, blah, blah. All right, so the siding on his mother's house was one color. He told me the shutters, um, the windows and doors. Again, this is an older house, right? This is when you literally had to paint a house, not a modern home where you have, you know, um, synthetic uh, materials that don't require paint. This house required that it be painted periodically. Um, so, and Joe basically le left them with the note, hey man, I, I just want a good paint job because I'm tired of having this house painted one year, every year or every two years, right? Let's get a good coat of paint. Well, the contractor said, I'll need to paint when the weather forecast shows no rain for at least a week. That made a lot of sense. And he, he, that contractor was doing a bunch of houses in that area. Well, to make a long story short, the contractor paints the house and it looks fantastic. Great. Joe pays the contractor. And I don't remember what, what the amount was. It really doesn't matter. Um, but um, Joe pays the contractor and says, job well done. And hopefully I don't have to see you guys next year. All right, because he wanted this paint job to at least last two years. Well, here we come. Five days later, rain hits the area. And Joe happened to be home with his mom when the rain started. And Joe's inside the house and he starts to see yellow, blue and white, white streaks on the window. And it doesn't dawn, dawn on Joe. Joe says to himself, wow, this is a weird rain. What the heck is going on? I've never seen, you know, colors. Well, it wasn't the rain that was weird. It was the paint. The paint used by the contractor was lackluster. Basically a fraud, a ripoff. The paint literally washed off in the first rain and was in the grass on the concrete driveway. Literally, the rain had washed off into the grass and driveway. Joe got ripped off. Quality control, quality assurance was non-existent. You know, ambiguous Andy. Well, actually, ambiguous Andy painted the house. But this is an example of ambiguous Andy on steroids, right? This gray area, not being specific and then verifying the products that you have specified for your project, all right? So what do you do? All right. All right. Ambiguous Andy as a strategy intends to install low grade materials. All right. That's their, that's ambiguous Andy's intention. Look, you could keep the materials. Um, and then, you know, you're like, wow, you know, I, I, don't, I didn't really buy this cheap carpet. I didn't really buy this cheap toilet. Um, now, now you're strapped with a project that you're not satisfied with, but ambiguous Andy's happy to offer you a change order, right? So either way, ambiguous Andy is profitable because you paid him good money and ambiguous Andy found profits by installing substandard materials or 
they will ask you for a change order and say, hey, I know you wanted, well, you're telling me now that you wanted half inch drywall. My proposal included quarter inch, pay me the difference, all right? And I will install X. And that difference could be, you know, how big your project is, $5,000, $10,000, $20,000, right? Either way, ambiguous Andy is happy to take your money, all right? How do we protect ourselves from am- ambiguous Andy, all right? First and foremost, I mentioned it before, use a qualified designer to specify the materials on your project, all right? Do not, I'm, seriously, do not allow, especially on, especially on complex projects, do not allow the contractor to specify the materials. You know, there are some good contractors out there, but there are a lot, especially when they are pressed with financial difficulties. Well, they will start cutting corners and you are going to be the, you're going to lose out in that proposition, right? They know where to cut corners, where to save money in the areas that you may not be skilled to understand where the contractor is cutting corners, all right? And then secondly, make sure that the materials that are specified by your designer, make sure that they are actually are being used. So for instance, the drywall example, make sure that before the drywall goes up, make sure it is half inch drywall. The tile that's specified, make sure it is the tile that you specified, all right? Make sure the toilet, make sure it is the toilet that you specified. I can go on and on. The carpet, make sure it is the carpet, not just the color. See, the contractor could trick you. Oh, yeah, this is the, you know, nice beige carpet that you ordered. No, look on the boxing materials. Look at, look at the actual um, look at the actual materials. Actually take a sample of the materials. Does that sample match the sample that you previously previously had with your designer? Make sure the samples match up with the actual product that comes out in the job site versus the product that you had in hand, all right? Make sure they match up, all right? And again, I mentioned this before. Number three, if the contractor has suggestions or substitution materials, make sure your qualified designer reviews the substitution request. Just don't take the contractor's word at hand. Seriously, I'll say this. Again, there are good contractors, well-established contractors out there in the market. But I, I, I can say this concretely. Becoming a contractor in most local jurisdictions is not a hard thing to do. Literally, you could go up, maybe take a test, really show limited skills, and then boom, you're a contractor. It's not like becoming a doctor where you need to have gone to med school, right? Done a residency, studied under some other doctors, Right. It's not like that. Literally, you can have a, a a guy who watched a couple of shows. They get a hammer, go down there, get a license and they're a contractor. And trust me, I've seen all types from the very knowledgeable, knowledgeable to, to the non knowledgeable. And it's hard to tell a difference. Right. Because when they all have a hard hat on and a tool belt on tool belt, it's hard to distinguish a good contractor from a bad contractor. So it's best just to follow the process with all contractors. Assume that they are all bad in order to protect yourself. All right. There you have it. This episode is a wrap. Feel good about yourself. You took the time to learn. Acting on this information gives you a fighting chance against project chaos, money loss, continuous stress or greedy, unethical contractor. 
contractors. If you know someone who needs help, invite them to listen. Let's look out for one another and build a strong community of homeowners and property owners who want a dream renovation or remodeling project. Make sure you subscribe to Build a Coach on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or your favorite place to listen to podcasts. For more details, visit buildacoach.com forward slash podcast. Please, if you like what you hear at the Build a Coach, leave a review. The reviews really help grow the show and reach more people who need help. Until next time, may your dream project become a reality. Please understand that every construction project is unique. Therefore, the lessons, teachings, and principles expressed in this podcast need to be tailored to your individual project. Any advice or information expressed in this podcast is intended to inform, educate, and teach. All advice and information is based on experience, research, and opinion.